I think I might have lost you there for a second. Hold on a second. I think service might be a little bit rough. It's a Thursday afternoon, so I have no idea where David Hoffman is going to be when I call him. The first time I rang... The mailbox belonging to... I was pretty sure my call got rejected because Mr. Hoffman is a very, very busy person. He's head of the Hoffman family of companies with more than 170 operations worldwide and more than 100 properties around the country. Their portfolio includes everything from a mini golf place to a florist, a gelato shop to a global executive search firm, a fleet of boats, a trolley company, an international air ambulance, and an arena with a capacity for 8,500 people. Oh, and a Mexican restaurant. And so much more. I'm not even going to try to enumerate all of it. But David and Jerry, Mrs. Hoffman, are basically the fairy godparents of Naples, Florida, where they've made it their mission to turn the quiet town into a destination and their ideal home base. But their most recent fixation brings them closer to their Missouri hometown, the future wine capital of America, if they have anything to say about it, in Augusta. We're going in and out of these hills, so I'm going to go up to Montel which is a very high point. And I'll hear you loud and clear, and you'll hear me once we get up there. Fantastic. I'll just be a minute or two. Yeah, that's one of the best things I think about sometimes going out into wine country like that is, you know what, sometimes losing cell phone service can be a pretty nice thing. Yeah, I agree. But before we cut out again, let's find out what has this multimillionaire developer and his wife getting their hands dirty with that sweet, fertile Missouri soil to make the wine playground of their dreams. Today on Abby Eats St. Louis, a conversation with the Hoffmans, the couple who says Augusta is ripe with possibility and Missouri natives with big dreams for the small town. How they're ensuring Augusta keeps its charm. The wine tastes just as good, no, better than you'd expect, and that you'll want to come visit. We're not corporate, we're a family. What goes into making this vineyard vision a reality, what he says people aren't loving, and how it feels to be home again. It's it's really been something for us to tumbling how how much people have embraced what we're doing here. Then of course, food news and your Memorial Day weekend planner with Dory. You go to certain parts of the world, you know them for their wine. You know the taste profiles, the vibe. Well, here in the United States, we have wine country in Napa Valley. Mr. Hoffman champions Missouri vineyards as being so much better than anyone expects them to be. And he's putting his money where his mouth is. He's buying up wineries left and right in Augusta, as well as anything from old mansions that don't make good lodging to a motor coach company that can provide safe transportation between the locations. All have now been adopted into the Hoffman family of companies. Our wineries are telling me that their uh, foot traffic is up pretty dramatically from last year. Um, That could be a combination of things. Uh, Could be COVID's, you know, quieting down now. Uh, it could be that uh, just the amount of publicity that we've gotten, there's just been a lot of interest in people coming out to see what we're doing. I've had a number of people in town say, I come out once a week just to see the progress. It's pretty amazing how quickly we do things. And that's what we do. That's what we're known for is getting getting in, getting it done. And and having people enjoy it. What he's doing in Augusta has often been summarized as creating the Napa Valley of the Midwest. He says that's a fair way to describe the endeavor. He's also hoping the wine will supply their other properties around the country, in Florida, on their boats. Missouri wine, he says, will be a thing wherever you are. We want to eat wine more 
and create more of a reserve uh, offering to some of our wines here, I think that are really good. And uh, so I think, you know, we're off to... We're off to the races. How have you found well, the folks in Augusta um, as you spend more time there and you put your name on more things there, I guess? Yeah, great. You know, no issues. Uh, I think I think whenever you do what we do, and this is the fourth time doing this in the city, uh, town, we did it in Naples, Florida, the base of Beaver Creek Ski Mountain, Avon, and then on the North Shore of Chicago and when I, I think whenever you see somebody buy that much property quickly, you do, I think it's just natural that people have a wait-and-see attitude and some concern about what is happening here. I think um, now they've seen the results after 90 days, and I think they're, I would say probably 95% of the people or higher are pretty happy with what they see. There might be some discussion about some of the paint colors, but... <laughs> With uh, the paint colors, I think until they see the full palette of how the whole community comes together, it's difficult to judge them one a building at a time. But Wait, so people are really clear. actually saying things about the paint colors? <laughs> well, not many, but that's the, the only negative comment I heard was <laughs> about a paint color. And then when the building was completed, that same person said, you know, I was wrong. That really looked great. I some of the other things we addressed at a, we had a town hall meeting in January. My wife and I was sitting here with me. My wife and Jerry said, hi, Jerry. Hello. Uh, she's very hi. much involved in the project as well. Um, and uh, I think people were, we addressed a lot of the concerns. They were concerned about traffic. Well, we're going to have less traffic because we have a trolley system. Now. It's a huge investment. Um, now, I'm not a finance reporter, but money is clearly a big part of this project. So the question really is this. I mean, why? Why Why is that something that you choose to do with your time, money, energy, resources? Well, it's uh, it's one of several things we do because we have north of 35 different operating companies. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. So <laughs> but I think. Um, we see the opportunities. I mean, we're we're capitalists. I mean, we make money at this. We don't <laughs> sell. It's uh, long-term holds. I just think we we have a passion and we enjoy restoring uh, older buildings. We don't tear anything down. We restore. And that's pretty unique in the development world. Usually they tear it down and think they're going to make it better appropriately. I just uh, pulled up here to Montel and it's packed. Wow. <laughs> There's a lot of people out here. Uh, wow. So, yeah. yeah. So that's why I think we're good at it. We like restoration. Uh, it's a profitable endeavor. And we don't sell anything. You know, I have three married kids, 11 grandkids. We're a family business. We're private. So we're kind of in it for the long haul, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a huge difference, I think, in how you approach things. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you then go about making sure that a place like Augusta doesn't lose its charm and lose its character and then become overly corporatized? Yeah, well, we're not corporate. We're a family, mm-hmm. and that's number one. And number two, we're, we're restoring what's been here, but, you know, some of these buildings haven't been touched in 20 years and or longer, or longer and we're bringing them back to their original grandeur. And uh, 
I think people by and large are pretty surprised. I just sitting down at Mount Pleasant just now, I had three of the neighbors come out and said, I can't believe how beautiful this is what you're doing. We're putting in a big stone facade on several of the buildings and painting them up and refencing. And we do a lot. We repave the parking lots and there's no stones left unturned when we renovate property. And and we took, we took out a lot of trees to enhance views. Um, and at first that concerned people until they saw it and they go, wow, this is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. They call the new view at, uh, Montel halfway to heaven. You can see for you can see to Herman from here. Gorgeous. So I'm so jealous right now. I'm just sitting in my office in my house. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I know that you have so many other, like you said, this is one of several business endeavors that you manage. Yeah. And it is a capitalist endeavor. It is something that makes money. It is something, you know, it is a, it is a business. But... I know I'm talking to both you and your wife, who is involved in the project as well. I mean, how much of this, though, is because you just love wine, wineries, vineyards, and the culture associated with it? Well, I think that's a that's a great question. I'll let Jerry respond to that as well. But for me, I, I love Missouri. I think my attraction to this was we grew up here. I don't know if we told you that, but mm-hmm. we grew up in Washington, Missouri, been together since we were 15 years old, been married almost 49 years. So what makes it, I'm usually not as involved in these projects as I am in this one, I think because I'm from here and we just bought a house here. So we're kind of spending more time here than we do in other parts of the country that we do this in, other than Naples. We live in Naples. Um, But, you know, I think the countryside of Missouri is just beautiful. I really do. That was probably my main attraction initially. And then secondly, the people here are incredibly friendly. And and so, I don't know, you, and we're from here. So you, those three things, I think, created the passion for me. How about you? Well, I think that, yeah, this place is in our hearts. I mean, we were born and raised here. It feels like we're coming home again. Um, it's The wine business is such a fun business. It's a great group of people involved. They're very collaborative and supportive and We've made a lot of great friends through the Naples Winter Wine Festival. We're both trustees on the Naples Children's Education Foundation. And it's just, it, it's really fun, pure and simple fun. And what's really great about Augusta, and you touched on it, is the history here and the buildings that are intact. I mean, from the early 1800s, some of them. And to be able to come in and touch them and bring them back to life again is quite, it's almost humbling. It, it really is a fun, exciting, rewarding project. I and I think the people, Dave, Dave says it too, I, I think that the people of Augusta and the people of Missouri, I think they'll be proud when they come out and see these things come to life again. Mm-hmm. How does it feel? Just, I know you said it feels like a homecoming, but just being back here in Missouri and doing something major in a small town in Missouri when you are from a small town in Missouri. I mean, that sounds pretty full circle. Yeah, it feels. I think it's unique. It's, but it's fun. It's cool. We just spent. We're out, and I just, you know, one of the guys that's contracting with us is Steve Sullentrop, and we've known Steve since grade school. Yeah, <laughs> and we sat forty minutes on the veranda out of one of the buildings at um, Mount Pleasant, talking about stuff. So it was, you know, that's fun. I've seen people I haven't seen for fifty years have come out to our vineyards and wineries to say hello, and are very supportive. So that part of it. You know, there's no amount of money in the world that 
that can match that. That's just really been fun and rewarding. I think the biggest thing is the huge hug and well more well Warm, warm, warm. <laughs> How much wine have you warm. had, Mr. Hoffman? <laughs> yeah, right. I should have some. I wouldn't be tongue-tied. Uh, the welcome we've had here is really quite amazing. It's it's really been something for us to it's humbling how how much people have embraced what we're doing here. Uh, Jerry's mother, who's ninety-two, uh, brings her to tears. She says, "Because I go to the beauty shop, only every only thing people talk about her." David Jerry's doing this. David Jerry, have you seen what they're doing? Oh my God, it's so great for the community. And you know, at any given time, we have 125 people we're employing over here. Actually, more than that, 125 new employees in Augusta that are that are working on our project, and we're probably going to hire before it's over with 200 people with permanent jobs in the Augusta wine region because of the hotel we're building and the golf course we're building and. Some of the other venues we're bringing to town, the trolleys, the, the boats. Increased production. Yeah, we're increasing production of the vineyards. So, you know, we're creating quite a few jobs. I think the community is appreciative of that. And this will be, I can promise you this, this will be a national destination. It's not just going to be people from suburban St. Louis come out to have a glass of wine on a weekend. When, when it's all said and done, you're going to have people flying in from all over the country to see this. And if we do it right, we may be lucky enough to say they're coming in from all over the world to see it. It's that special. The sheer breathtaking beauty of this place, it's hard to describe. You just have to see it. It's incredible. The views are something, the environment is something, but the wine has to be something also. So especially yeah. knowing that this all has your name on it, I mean, it's a, it's an yeah. important mm-hmm. thing. How do you control or what kind of things are you doing to ensure that the wine lives up to the standards that you want for the rest of the project? Yeah, well, we... Uh... I meet with our winemakers once a week, and I see one thing we are changing is we are going to we're going to do more uh, storage of our wine and aging of our wine in oak barrels uh, as much as we possibly can. So I've told them we have unlimited production. We're going to buy all state of the art winemaking equipment. They all know that we're right in the middle of that. So I said, you know, the world is your oyster, whatever. We're going to have state-of-the-art processing equipment, laboratory equipment that's going to be known in the wine industry. And we're working out, we're right in the middle of doing that. Um, So we understand the importance of creating a good product. I think the products in, in all reality are better than their reputation, if I can say that just, you know, candidly. Uh, I think that the products can, some of the products do compete with significant wines that are better known in Napa, uh, but there's not, there's not many, as many of them, and the production isn't what it needs to be. We, we plan to fix all that. I mean, the challenge that we have is to make sure that the you know, I want people to rave about Missouri wine, not say, well, you know, it's okay or it's not very good. And, you know, and I'm, you know, we're not naive to that. We know that that's some of the commentary, especially with the, you know, quote unquote, wine snobs. In the world. <laughs> and, uh, but that's okay. We are kind of source of wine. And I think we know what we're doing. And I think this product is going to be exceptional. And I think it's 
kind of like when you start out and you start ripping things down, trees and paint in different colors. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh. Then they see the end product and go, wow, that's pretty spectacular. I promise you, you're going to say this view at at Montel is one of the best views you've ever seen in your life. I'm looking at it right now because, again, I don't know where it's going to be any better. And And I promise you that the sellers at Mount Pleasant are going to be some of the coolest sellers in underground tunnels you've ever been in. You're going to drop your jaw how cool it is. And our wine crushing and tasting room is awesomely cool. And and our river boats coming and our boats going up and down the Missouri River are going to be awesomely cool. And so there's just going to be things that happen here that, you know, you're not going to be able to to do anywhere else but here go ahead and i think our wine is going to surprise everybody yeah i think our wine's and i think that's the opportunity yeah we thought that was the opportunity we're going to knock the socks off the wine and the wine experience yeah yeah it sounds like you're kind of redefining missouri wine in a lot of ways by doing i think we are yeah i i think it's pretty good i just i think it's better i think it's i think it's better than the reputation it has and that's an honest comment yeah it's better than the reputation not because i own it now because i had the impression coming in it wasn't that good. I don't have that impression anymore. <laughs> now that I've understood it, I agree. And now that I'm into it, and now that I've sampled every wine known to mankind in Augusta, Missouri, <laughs> it's better than you'd think. I think we were just making the wrong selections before, but if if you make the right selections, there it's it's good, and it's we're gonna, right now. I think we have great venues, unique venues, beautiful venues, beautiful vistas. We're going to be known for our wine. That's what we're going to be known for. And people will come to enjoy the scenery, but they're going to come because our wine is exceptionally good. Producer Dory joining me from her home recording booth uh, was in Augusta recently, right? Yes. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. It was a great weekend. Yeah, what's it what's it look like? What's the vibe? I mean, what what's it feeling like? Well, um what you had said towards the beginning where you're talking about like putting down the cell phone. I actually forgot my cell phone that day. <laughs> so I didn't even have the distraction of my phone when I went out to Augusta and just really taking in the sights and the company. Uh it made the experience there all the better. Love that. Love that. And I mean, more and more people are going to be experiencing that Missouri vineyard, uh, not just Missouri vineyards, but Missouri wine too. So um, very cool to be able to connect with the Hoffmans on that story. Yes. Um, And one thing I did want to know too, kind of as you were going through the interview with him, they're ramping up so much like production for these um, wineries that aren't necessarily used to it. How are they planning to meet the demand that they're expecting. Yeah, that's a really good question. And he did talk about that a little bit um, because, yes, he's he wants this to be all over the place. Uh, Missouri wine, not just something you get at Missouri vineyards and at some Missouri restaurants. Um, it's He wants it to be a thing at, at the very least their properties, but then expanding it beyond that. So what he's kind of doing is he's working with folks in Napa who they already know and work with because of everything they've done down in like Naples, Florida and in the Chicago area and all that other stuff. They kind of are in the wine world already to a certain extent. And so they have connections in Napa. So that's why they're planning some trips out there to figure out exactly the kind of how they're going to make Napa wines work for Missouri wines. So 
He says, Mm. essentially, think of like a 75% Missouri, 25% um, Napa Valley grape. And that's how they're going to hopefully meet this demand. I mean, he says it's uh, he even said the economics are coming together really quickly for them. So (laughs) he's a businessman through and through. I will say that. Very exciting. That is very interesting. We could see some new flavors and profiles and notes coming to our Missouri wines. I need to start studying up what all of that stuff means, Dory. <laughs> um, speaking of, <laughs> me too. Yeah, right, right. We'll take a class. Um, so, speaking of not just Augusta, the Hoffmans, and them being business folks, but um, you know, they're kind of one of our first uh, stories we want to mention in this news rundown you put together, Dory. Yeah, actually, as I was putting down this rundown, I got confirmation about this story. Uh, They're essentially sprawling out onto the water now. We know they've been (laughs) going all over Augusta. Now they're taking their expansion to the Missouri River, bringing a luxury yacht cruise. It's going to be called the Miss Augusta 96-foot luxury yacht. It's going to be taking people on sightseeing tours, private events, just getting people out on the water on the Missouri river. Um, And it sounds like they have even more plans to potentially expand this, like add another boat, a big paddle boat that'll take people from Washington, Missouri to Augusta, and then maybe also even go up to St. Charles. So they are thinking big here. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, lots to look forward to with this. I'm a little disappointed that this news came out. I hope this was in the works before we had our, conversation last week otherwise i'd be a little bummed they didn't decide to call it like you know the, the abbey i don't i don't know maybe maybe next maybe boat. that's what the next photo we call <laughs> there will be more okay so lots to look forward to you know we're talking about the water thinking about the summertime fourth of july in 2021 is going to start looking a little bit closer to normal dory yeah things are starting to shape up downtown so the fourth of july parade and fireworks are on this year. So get excited. The America's Birthday Parade, aka the old VP Parade, it's going to be on Saturday, July 3rd. Officials said that they're going to be following all of the local and federal COVID guidelines. So people can still go, but if you're not vaccinated, that means you still need to wear a mask, try to social distance. Um, A few more details that we just learned today. This is, we're recording this on Wednesday. Uh, The fireworks are going to happen on Sunday, July 4th. They said that this is going to be their biggest show yet. And again, people can come downtown to watch, um, but they're also encouraging people to watch from businesses and hotels downtown to help support locals. So you can go do that July 4th, um, but it will be live streamed too for people who aren't necessarily comfortable going downtown. Oh, do you think we are going to be allowed on the KSDK roof for this? Ooh, that would be nice, wouldn't it? That would be cool. I think they just renovated it. Yeah, yeah. It's been a hot second since yeah. I've been up there. So that would be pretty cool. Very interesting. All right. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, we only have one closing to let y'all know about this week. So that I think that that's a good thing. I got I mean, all things considered. <laughs> yeah, and this one I think is a little bit different from others. Um, the chef and owner of Filippo Filippo's Italian Kitchen and Bar in Chesterfield. He's retiring. So he's closing down shop and retiring. Um, This place has been open for 10 years near 64 and Boone's Crossing. Um, But the owner has been in business doing the restaurant biz stuff for 30 years. He also operated J.F. San Filippo's. Filippo's. I keep mispronouncing that. Uh, It's hard to like read. (laughs) Yeah. And the the little red squiggly lines underneath it make it hard to say too. (laughs) 
<laughs> throws me off all right so jf san filippo's that is uh that was downtown for decades um but the owner said that this was just a bittersweet moment that the restaurant business really requires all of his time and effort to be successful and he's done it since he was 24 years old but now he's looking forward to going out to dinner with friends on a saturday night and doing all the things that he hasn't been able to do while uh you know keeping restaurants open so I'll, I'll fire this news story under the bittersweet category because, yes, I mean, my goodness, he will in working in this industry for that long, it, it, he's earned in himself mm-hmm. a weekend. <laughs> so if you're looking for something else, a new option coming later this year, there's a taco shop coming to O'Fallon. It's called Tacos for Life. Um, it's a sort of a chain restaurant, but it's going to be the first location in Missouri. It's going to be near the Page Extension and Highway K. It's kind of a silly name, Tacos for yeah, Life. But it is it a actually, silly name. <laughs> it has a deeper meaning to it, which I really, really like this. The cool concept about this place, their slogan, if you will, is called Craft Tacos for a Cause. So when you buy a meal, you are also gifting a meal that's going to be donated to help a hungry child who needs food um, through the Feed My Starving Children program. So it's kind of like what we talked about a few weeks ago with the gift a meal program where, you know, as we're looking to give back in normal everyday ways, you can do that through this taco place where you're just, you're feeding yourself, but you're also feeding somebody else too. So I'll forgive them for, I will for give them because it's literally tacos for with a four um, for the kind of, yeah, the name that I would have come up with in middle school for a taco place because it has a good cause. But hey, Dory, you just mentioned gift a meal and I forgot to let you know um, of some good news for our friends at gift a meal. They just were given a ginormous, I think is the uh, best term for it, $100,000 grant uh, for expansions of their products. So there are. And wow. a- yeah, isn't that awesome? So congratulations to them. Um, they are going to be able to expand and try to get involved with even more restaurants. Um, I think they said they were going to like try to build up the team a little bit. So awesome. And just as a quick reminder, uh, go listen to our podcast about gift a meal, but it's an app that you can use wherever you go out to eat. Um, well, whenever you go out to eat, if you want to go to one of these gift a meal restaurants, which there are a ton of them more and more in the St. Louis area, mm-hmm. all you have to do is snap a picture of your food and it donates a meal to someone in need in the St. Louis area. So that's another option. Um, love that. Love seeing this keep moving forward, this idea of helping feed other people. Dory, what is the best thing you had to eat this week? I think I'm going to do a first here Um, for the second week in a row. I'm pretty sure I said this last week for the second week in a row. I'm going to do a St. Louis classic, the pork steak. Um, So last week I talked about Tempest and we had a pork steak there this week. I finally tried the pork steak at beast. I know that you've had it before. You've mentioned it as a best thing you had forever ago. I know it was when we were um, in the booth still together. We finally tried it. Um, We went to Beast in the Grove. They recently brought back their full barbecue menu. Um, They were doing sandwiches over the winter, but now they've fired up all the grills and everything and the smokers and everything's back on the menu. Um, So we got a variety of meats and sides, but decided to finally get that pork steak. I usually don't get pork steaks because they're so easy to make at home. But this one, I, I need to know how they did it because yep. 
I would never go back to the old way of making pork steaks. It was so tender and so good. I, it's definitely something we're going to recommend to other friends. <laughs> like anytime you go to beast, like try the pork steak promise. It's so good. And well, isn't that funny? Cause that's what happened with me. So somebody told me, I think it was Larry, our uh, coworker, the photographer was just like, you got to get the pork steak at beast. I was like, why I can make a pork steak at home easily. He's like, no, you've got to try it. I tried it, blew my mind, had my, I went there with like my family. I had my uncle Bob try it. I think he said the same thing. Why would I get a pork steak? It's so easy to make at home. Mm -hmm. He was like, what? So if we, if we turn St. Louis and if you are what you eat, I'm okay with turning St. Louis into beast craft barbecue pork steaks. Cause they're so good. <laughs> It was so good. And it's not like your normal pork steak though, either. Cause it's not, it's mostly dry rub on there. I don't think there was really any sauce. If there was, it was very light. So it was just a nice little, it was amazing. Yeah. I would definitely recommend it. I love it. I love it. So How about my, you? What was best yeah, mine. Um, you know, I had another one that I was going to mention, but I think I'm going to put it in my pocket and maybe I'll save it for next week if there's nothing, uh, <laughs> that beats it. But, um, this past weekend, um, went to Cubs cards game at Bush stadium, baby. And I, that, that first ballpark hot dog after it's oh. been so long. Um, and I got a beer, I got a hot dog and it was just fantastic. Like I remember I was sitting with my cousin too. And she was just like, man, the hot dog is really good. I'm like, I don't know if it's really great if it, or if it's just the same <laughs> ballpark hot dog you've always had hot dogs always taste better at the ballpark, but just being there, being there the night that somebody got down on one knee and proposed to his now fiance, Yachty looks up at the screen, smiles, and then like waits a second before going up to the plate so that this couple could kind of have their moment. Like he's, he's got his adorable Yachty smile and he goes, just freaking hits a home run. I mean, like everything about that evening just like went down smoothly, but you know, part of that experience, we've said this so many times here that sometimes what you eat isn't about being, you know, some snobby foodie thing, but sometimes it's just about where you are. And it was really cool to be back at the stadium this weekend for a win over the Cubs, baby. I loved it. Magic of the ballpark and those hot dogs. Yeah, I agree. They, they always look a little smushed. But they always, always taste yeah. great. <laughs> like they're all like wrapped around. I think it's maybe it makes you feel like they're less um bad for you. I don't know. It's like crammed. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> they're good though. They're good. So, okay. That was that weekend. Um, Man, can you believe we're talking about Memorial Day weekend here? Uh, we are heading into the summer. So the boys of summer are back. Summertime in St. Louis is back. Um, So we want to let you know about a couple other things. In St. Louis, in the St. Louis area that are back this Memorial Day weekend, um, you know, this is something that we always love to let you guys know about because there's nothing worse than realizing you forgot to place your order at Greek Fest. Um, this weekend, St. Louis County's Greek Fest is happening Friday through Monday. They're back with all of your favorites. They are once again going to be doing to-go curbside orders so you can put in your order now. So, like, pause the podcast, come back to it after you put your order in. And then you can pick it up this weekend at Assumption Greek Orthodox Church in town and country. And it's uh, it's always a hit. Yep. And you don't have to wait for the 4th of July either. If you want to take in some fireworks, we've got an, uh, a little celebration going on in Collinsville this weekend. It's Sunday. They are celebrating the start of summer with a big old bang, live <laughs> music, food trucks, and of course, fireworks. They're going to be 
following the Illinois COVID safety measures. So they are requiring tickets. Um, general admission is not allowed. You can buy tickets for a pod of up to eight people. Um, that's 25 bucks. Also includes two parking spots. Um, and they're spacing everybody out. You have a certain space that you'll be seated, seated in with your pod of up to eight people. So that is the Memorial Day fireworks celebration in Collinsville. I like that. I like the pod thing. I think that that's one of those mm-hmm. things that like, I'm cool with sticking around because then you don't have to go to something like that and be worried about, you know, can't, you kind of already know you're going to have enough space for the number of people you're with. So that's kind of cool. Exactly. Um, and then finally, we want to let you know some continuing events. Um, Central West End Streeteries are happening Friday and Saturday, and it is the final weekends for Eckert's Strawberry Festival. So get on out there. I think it's going to be a little cooler this weekend than it was last weekend. So this could be mm-hmm. a really good opportunity for you. Oh, and one other thing um, that is kind of a continued event, but it only happens monthly, the Procure a word that I will never easily say, procure marketplace for female brands that's put on by the women's creative is happening this Sunday. Um, they always feature several female owned businesses. They have snacks and drinks you can grab. It's a really fun time. Um, I went to a shopping event at city foundry relatively a couple weeks ago with some family. And so we're going again this Sunday. Um, we're all pretty excited about it. You got to get tickets for it because again, that's kind of how they're controlling making sure the crowd numbers um, work as we continue to try to do things safely, but the tickets are free. So if you just hop on, get yourself a ticket um, and maybe put a little girl gang together and do some shopping on your Memorial day weekend, Sunday. And then we don't really have a ton that's going on on Monday. So just enjoy, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your long weekend. If you can do it. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Abby Eats St. Louis is a Five on Your Side production. I'm Abby Larico. And I'm Dori Olmos. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and let us know your thoughts on our Instagram. I'm excited after we post this, um, you know, once this episode is up, I'm going to share with you a picture that Mr. Hoffman sent me of that view he kept talking about. As we wrapped up our phone call, I said, okay, you keep talking about this view. I got to see it. So he texted me a picture. So we'll post that on our Instagram. We always like to hear from you guys. Let us know when you're listening to us, where you're listening to us, what you're eating. We want to hear all of it at Abby Eats St. Louis. Have a fantastic, safe, and happy Memorial Day weekend and seize the plate. Tacos for life.